you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, leave us a comment, rating, or a review. It's a free and easy way to help support yes. Going In Raw. We're also on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, at the $1 mark, and you'd be surprised at how far $1 goes right here in Going In Raw. You get the show ad-free, and you get a shout-out. Shout-out to our latest patron, Lizard Man. Welcome, Lizard Man. I wonder if our lizard overlords will be taking over Going In Raw at some point, Larson. I was thoroughly tickled when I saw Lizard yeah. Man himself. Not just any man, Lizard, Lizard man, man is our latest patron. Yes. He's found some extra extra dollars to throw our way. At the center of the earth. <laughs> the center of the earth, exactly. These names on Patreon are great because they're oh, either man. like super goofy or they're just amazing actual names. I know. Uh, it's it's neither any it's never anything boring. Uh, what, what category does Lizard Man fall? I think it's a little bit of an A, a little bit of B. Yeah. I think it's his actual name, and it's it's kind of goofy. It's a shoot lizard man. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah. This is Friday. This is new show. Friday morning. New show. New show. Where the we uh, talk about the news of the week, or at least since Monday, or if there's something that happened huge during the week since that day we did the special video. We haven't done that since the Moxley uh, Talk is Jericho podcast. This is just all the news of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, if, so, if something big, big breaks, and we, and we're in the position to do something that makes sense, then mm-hmm. we'll do that. Mm-hmm. This week, uh, there's just a, a bunch of kind of interesting stuff. The the thumbnail and title to this video is totally clickbait because yeah. I don't see this happening, but I kind of also could see it potentially happening. Yeah. Well, let's 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 get into it then all because right. I agree with you. I don't see it, but. The, it, Pieces are in place for it to happen. This, is, this all comes to wrestling. You say pizza's in place? Pieces are in place. that pizza last night was delicious, and I've got some leftovers over there. Oh, can I me. have some? No. Damn you. No. Uh, so this comes from WrestleVotes. Uh, and one tweet has led to countless oh, news man. stories. I know. We really should be like everybody hopped on this. We, we're, we're, we're Johnny come lately to this one. We are, but this is just the nature of our schedule. Anyway, this is what WrestleVotes had to say. Quote, I've asked what the payoff is to this major Shane McMahon push in TV time allotment. No one seems to have a solid answer. One source said he could see, in quotations, WrestleVotes adds, just his speculation here. No news. Shane being the one to defeat Kofi for the title. That would be something. It'd definitely be something. It would be something. So before we continue, this is purely speculation from WrestleVote's source. This is not actual firm news. Speculation. But this is apparently someone, I would assume, inside WB. Yeah, and I could totally see it happening. I really could. But here's the thing. There's a couple of things here. I've asked, WrestleVote says, I've asked what the payoff is. They probably don't know. Vince probably doesn't know at this point. Everything we've heard, man, up to this point is things are happening week to week. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what the ultimate payoff would be if Shane were to win the title. That'd be Roman beating him for it. Yeah. The groundwork is in place for that to be the case. Sometime between now and October, probably. Uh Yeah, so that Roman walked into SmackDown on Fox. Or on the first SmackDown on Fox, he beat Shane for the title. Yeah, yeah, that could be. The groundwork is there, man, especially if if Roman starts taking losses to Drew and Shane and Drew combined. They go their separate ways for a bit. Shane goes, not that I want to see any of this happen. No, Shane goes, and with the help of Elias and Drew, defeats Kofi for that WWE title at SummerSlam. 
then no, nobody back would, into the feud with Roman. Nobody would like any of that. Though. No, nobody. Would if they like think that's going to help creative or help the ratings, wow, they're wrong. Yeah, nobody wants to see People that. People would be so like they. Yeah, they would be not into that. No, all. Shane like, should see, not be top heel on any program. No, he shouldn't. The ratings are so are so crap right now. And there is a tangible disgust in the air. There is over how creative is going down, and this is just, this would be more of just what, problem. What was the primary conversation coming out of SmackDown? Too much Shane. Too much Shane. Why was there so much Shane on my television? Too on much Shane. Like TV? nothing else really happened. But here's the problem: I, I worry that WWE, ever since he's come back, WWE thinks, well, Shane's always gotten a good response. Yeah. Whether he was doing something interesting or not, whenever he when he was a face, whenever he came out, he got a good pop. Yeah. Always has. Since he's turned heel, and this isn't to say that Shane's been doing bad work. I think his heel run's been relatively entertaining. Yeah, um, I don't need thirty minutes of it. No, I don't need thirty minutes. Of it. As as like the perfect spot for him was that feud with the Miz. Yeah, right. That was the perfect. Yeah, it was the sweet spot where he's on TV just enough to do some fun, interesting stuff, but he's not the focus. Yeah. Once Shane becomes the focus, it takes away from all the other immensely talented I mean, wrestlers on the roster. You know who he's basically replaced. Baron Corbin, mm-hmm. like he's just the Baron. Cor- like this is the same. Man, WWE signs a million. They snatch up as many names as they can, and and you know they lose some of them to AEW or this person, that yeah, person. Probably I mean, more coming up. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, Meltzer talked about that. I don't know if you have this in here, but no, I don't because it's just kind of one line. To, yeah, counting down the days. And, and this is nothing new, but he says that you know there's plenty. Of, there's there's plenty of talent backstage at WWE simply counting down the days to the end of their contract. Uh, as a result of the success of Double or Nothing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Look, mm-hmm. it's Friday. So this is going live Friday morning. In a couple hours from when this goes live, those tickets uh, are going to be on sale for All Out. Yeah. I will guarantee. How much would you like to bet that it, what was it last last year was an, an hour? Or I'm yeah, sorry, so 30 minutes? 30 some minutes, yeah. Okay, I'm predicting this is going to be sold out in an hour. I think it's going to be sold it, out. I think it could it could it could rival what happened last year if the site holds up. I don't know if it's through Ticketmaster if it's mm-hmm. through the Sears Center yeah. stuff. And I think a lot of the issues that happened last time around was that the site crashed. Yeah, I think if the site hadn't crashed, that show would have sold out in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, the demand is absolutely still there. Yeah. There's so much positive energy and positive buzz yep. going to uh, to all the wrestling right now, <coughs> and uh, and so it's not surprising that wrestlers want it. Look, man, you've got guys like Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis on 205 Live doing really, really good work. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they in a larger spotlight like this? Mm-hmm. Why don't they have this role? You've signed actual wrestlers, guys who can actually make it look like they're throwing a real punch. Shane would be great as a minor authority type heel guy. Or if you want, have him be the guy that's kind of the Leading a faction of guys of uh, but, leading a but, faction of alphas. Yes, but the man actually in ring leading the charge is not him. It's Drew McIntyre. Right, exactly. Yeah, an alliance of sorts. As yes. opposed to Drew, looks bored these days. Yeah, he's. This is like his third or fourth stint as henchman. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely terrible. You have all these great names. I mean, look at how stacked that that United States division, the the U.S. Championship. The six-man tag match we saw on Raw. Look at how yeah. stacked that is. Yeah. Any number of those guys can be in the position he is in. They're actual wrestlers who have been signed, who you want to keep. Yeah, and yet over on SmackDown, Finn can't get on TV. Nakamura can't right. get on TV. Rusev can't get on TV. Right. Any any one of those guys could be in that position, actual wrestlers, mm-hmm. and and instead they're all probably just counting down the days, like Meltzer says. It's uh, it's it's absolutely silly. It's, it is. It's, it's completely, ridiculous, and it's completely within the realm of possibility. Oh, he's totally. going to win that title. Totally. I'm guessing whoever that source is, that rest of us has within WWE is. I, I'm guessing this from their perspective, not a shot in the dark. That's their speculation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and sure. I and I would I would you know they said this is his speculation. speculation. Totally. I'm not saying that they know that. Oh yeah, no, I've heard this. It doesn't sound like that's the case. But it's like if you if you understand the landscape of what's going on, and even as a fan, it's not difficult to understand this. Mm-hmm. He's getting obscene amounts of time on TV, and uh, and I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, it's um, got to pay off in some respect. I don't know. I don't know if they know how it's going to pay off or and not. People are gonna. If you think people are tuning out now, <sighs> the idea of a McMahon holding that title—that's not—that's not like heel heat, man. That's just I don't want to see that. That's, that's turn I'm off not the channel. Interested. And watch, or I'm gonna turn it to all the wrestling heat. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, if that's in the future, if that's up for discussion, even uh, they got to think again. Yeah, they got to think again. Totally. And it, well, I'll touch on this one last thing. Uh, again, goes to the conversation we've had, seemingly ad nauseum at this point about their inability or or, or, or unwillingness to develop new stars. Mm-hmm, yeah, because this is a situation where they could easily have someone else in terms of the in-ring action, have Shane's proxy in the ring mm-hmm. and and use a storyline like this to give someone some serious rub, yeah, potentially. And yeah. they don't do it. They just have Shane in there. Yeah. And again, against the Miz, that was fine. It made sense in this context of the storyline. But now that it's going beyond that, um, where he's just a jerk yeah. and, and exerting his influence to benefit himself and his friends. And just talking endlessly. And then wrestling a lot, too. Yeah. I and actually putting that. up a fight against Roman Reigns. Yeah, it doesn't make any like, sense. Like, that's silly. That's really stupid. Like, it made sense with Miz, because Miz would, would beat the hell out of him, mm-hmm. and then he'd squeak out a win. Yeah. That makes sense. And I understand Shane needed Drew to finish the match against Roman, but if he's having any sort of competitive match against Roman, that's strict, simply not believable. I know. It's simply yeah. not believable. Yeah. Roman can eat how many F5s against Brock Lesnar, and he's having a hard time against Shane McMahon. I know. I know. Sense. I know. I know. I know. I know the like the whole thing about him being best in the world was kind of it was all tongue in cheek to begin with. It was kind of a, a joke. Yeah, I know, but they're kind of making it into a thing. A real thing now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. I know. Mm-mm. It's 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 really silly. Mm-mm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a good segue. segue. We really got to work on our segue game. I this, know, it's not really good. Do. It's not good. So I'll just do this. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> that road dog was a guest on a recent episode of Xbox podcast. That's the most What's annoying, it? obnoxious segue probably possible. What's it called? The one, two, three, one, two, three, sixty. Oh yeah, yeah. I like XY. He's got a new little image for his podcast. Yeah. Him wearing like a tuxedo or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Very professional. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hats off to him. He was at StarCast every day at his booth signing for everybody. That dude's a worker, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So many people are like there and they just like leave for endless amounts of time. Yeah. Wrestling conventions are hilarious. Yeah, they're great. Uh, But anyways, yeah, he was there. He was talking about the differences between uh, working uh, WWE creative and, of course, NXT. This is a transcript that I'm going to read from from Wrestling Inc. Mm -hmm. So thanks to them for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, for SmackDown, I wouldn't even go out there and do rehearsals anymore. I very rarely talk to the talent because I was just in the writer's room or in with Vince going over the show or, you know, whatever we were doing. I was kind of isolated away on the creative side of the railroad track. So this is a disconnect. And then the talent calls me on a Wednesday when I'm prepping for a meeting to go in to pitch a show or whatever. Road Dog said that his new role in NXT is not etched in stone and it's still kind of evolving. But he did produce the Riddle Strong match at TakeOver 25 saying, so I was the producer on that match. and I don't think I'm telling stories out of school here. But they came to me and said, guys, I'm 50 years old and I got over by ducking a clothesline and wiggling my knees. I don't dare put my foot into your wrestling ring today because I'm just going to screw you up. So y'all do your thing and let me wrap my head around all the things you're doing so that I can make sure cameras are in the right place so we can shoot it. Thank you, Road Dog. Yes. Thank you, NXT. Thank you, Triple H. That's how it should be done. Exactly. This isn't Road Dog a la Vince coming to... Matt Riddle and Roger Strong and telling them who they are. Yeah. Road Dog, recognizing his own limitations, says, I'm not going to mess you up. My job here is to help tell this story for television cameras. 
You tell me the story you're going to tell. Show it to me. And then I could tailor the TV presentation to enhance the story being told. Yeah. Man, that is refreshing to hear. Yeah. Man. Me- meanwhile, if we back up a second, because I know you would give me that look like you wanted to say something. Talk about the SmackDown stuff that he talked about. Um, I remember an, an episode this, of... This sounds very checked out. Of oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, whether it's, it, it, it seems like circumstances required him to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember an episode of Total Divas or Total Bellas. I can't remember which one it was. And there was a bit backstage. I remember he was talking to him. I might have been Talia. Or was it Paige? It was Paige, I think. Anyways, where he was having a discussion about something creative with the talents. And it seemed like he was relatively involved mm-hmm, yeah. going over stuff. Yeah. Maybe his role was different back then. This was a couple of years ago. Maybe he was a producer. Maybe he wasn't the head writer for any show. But when your role as a writer, as a creative, it's, it, it'd be akin to, I think in certain respects, to if you're a director, you're writing a scene, um, uh, maybe, for, maybe not, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's more just like a, like a screenwriter. Where a screenwriter, you write your script and you hand it off to your producer and the producer hires a director and it's made. And at that point, you're largely uninvolved unless there's rewriting yeah. potentially. Yeah. Um, but it feels like Road Dog based on what he says about the takeover stuff, that he wanted to be more like a director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like a, a director, depending on the film, on the scene, on the actors, mm-hmm. they might be more hands-on, they might be more hands-off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like in, in this situation, he's like, okay, you got, I'm not, you the actors, you know the, what the scene is going to be. Yeah. You know the beats you need to hit. You know, I'm not going to get in the way of your process to insert my creative vision. My job here is to facilitate the telling of, of the story of the scene. Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it seems like he got away from that on SmackDown, which is maybe what he wanted to be doing. I was just in the writer's room. I very rarely talk to the talent, which is crazy to me. Like, these these scripts just sort of appear in front of the talent. Yeah, I know. From, like, small, like lower-level writers. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of how Dean made it out to be on Talk of yeah, Jericho. Yeah, yeah. And those lower level lower level writers, they just get yelled at by wrestlers, and they go to Vince, probably get yelled at by him. Take it back to the wrestlers, get yelled at. And I know then something these, these, these these poor these poor writers in the middle of everything just to get yelled at by everybody. Eventually, the wrestlers have to be a gorilla, and they have to go out to the ring and do this stuff. So <laughs> eventually, it just seems like the argument has to stop because the show must go on. <laughs> I, I would. Th- I wonder if there are any of those writers out there just like. They got the timing down on how long it takes to go to Vince and then what they have to do with the writers. So they're like, well, if I just chill in this hallway for a second uh, for about three minutes now, that'll give me enough time to go to Vince and then get back to the wrestler. But at that point, they're going to have to go out there. So there's no time for me to go back to Vince. So they're just stuck with what they have. And they don't want a note from Vince saying, you have to read everything. I would not be surprised that kind of jockeying happens. I I will guarantee it all. It has to. It has to. If you're savvy enough, if you're tired of getting yelled at, you're going to do that shit. Mm -hmm. You're Mm going to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Very rarely talk to the talent. I was just in the writer's room or in with Vince going over the show, which is probably, which is probably Road Dog standing there while Vince, let me see that, is furiously doing this. Oh, he's got his red pen. Yeah. Rewrite. Scratch that out. Move this here. This is good shit. Yeah, he's right writing there. his own shit. Yeah. There, type yeah. it up. Get it to the talent. And yeah, only to have the talent be upset and bring it back to Vince. Yeah. Vicious cycle is what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Road Dog also talked about why he thinks takeovers, the formula of takeovers, works. This is what he said. Quote, what I love so much about it is, and I think it's part of the formula that people like is, look, there's five matches. You go to a live event, you can probably get six or eight matches, but you tune in for TakeOver, you get five matches, six tops, and all the titles are on the line. That's not every month, so the titles and the story can build a little longer. It says revenue is great for the TakeOvers, and this last one proved that it doesn't necessarily have to coattail or piggyback a bigger event, so it stood on its own in a town that we don't run a whole bunch anymore, and so it did really well. That's, 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 that's interesting to hear in terms of because so we have like, you know, obviously in the newsletter, I believe, uh, I mean, I'm just assuming, oh, that, yeah, it would have been the same week. Is the, is the latest numbers for uh, for this last takeover, is it in this newsletter or is it in I the previous one? I think it would be the previous one. Because it was on the first. It was on the first as opposed to the, yeah, the seventh. Or was, seventh, which was the Super Showdown, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hold on. I want to see uh, what it was in the, uh, on the take. I mean, on this, it'd be the second week. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, here we go. So number four 
on, I, I think you're right, on the second week mm-hmm. that it was out was still TakeOver Bridgeport. I'm assuming that the prior week it was number one. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, but he's, I mean, that, I wonder, you know, that does gives them some, at that point, some freedom to not have, I mean, look, you're always going to have takeovers with the big four. We Obviously, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they want to expand to, and I don't think they should go anywhere close to more than six, I think five is probably the most they, what they're at five, yeah. They yeah. want, I think that's probably the most they should do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe six would be a good sweet spot every two months. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I kind of like the idea if you have one tied to uh, the four major pay per views and you have one that's kind of floating somewhere in late spring. Mm-hmm. I think, so, I mean, it's not the last three years, I think it's worked pretty well. I'm trying to think where in the schedule. Because so you have Mania and SummerSlam and then about, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. About three months. Three months, about yeah. About two and a half, three months till Survivor Series to the Rumble. Yeah. And usually it's about three months from Rumble to Mania. Yeah. And then you have about three and a half, no, closer to four and a half months between Mania and SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. So five, it's, good, it's good to have one right in the middle there. really makes sense. I mm-hmm. mean, it's never, we're never like, oh man, I feel like it's been forever since the takeover. No. Um, and he's totally right. It allows storylines to breathe. You don't have to have these. Because how often they had a pay-per-view match and just felt like, oh, all right, this is a spinning wheels match. Perpetuated oh, that's feud. coming up in a week. Yeah. That's coming up yeah. a week from Sunday. Yeah. Stomping grounds. I mean, that's, that's just, it's going to be a glorified episode of Raw. Yep. Nowadays, I can't, you can't even call it a glorified episode of Raw or SmackDown. It's just a glorified episode of Raw. Yeah. Because what happens on Raw happens on SmackDown. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. Well, no, they don't actually do anything. You know, they really start anything on SmackDown. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Not at all. So, yeah. Um, although it was interesting. We, we had mentioned this during, I think, Overrun. This is totally like a non-news thing, but evidently that uh, new SmackDown logo. Oh, legit? It seems like it's legit. Um, I mean, who knows if that's the if that's its final form? Maybe they're just putting it out there as sort of a general idea of what it's going to look like. A placeholder, like yeah. What do you think it would be placeholder? They would use the current one. Um, so that's the one people are familiar with. But you never know, unless they just want like maybe the point they're trying to get away get across is it's new. Yeah, it could it's be. New. We're doing something new. It's new. The thing it's is new. that it's new. The thing is is that it's new. And I did, in terms of like the fonts used, kind of align with their overall sports aesthetic over at Fox. They used, tend to use blocky fonts. Yeah. I'm sure I'll look. I'm sure it'll look like a million bucks. I'm sure it'll be good. I like new stuff, anyways. Yeah, get Cletus on there, and I'll be on board. And give us a theme. Who should uh, power rank? Who should be? Who should drop the new SmackDown theme? I want a. I want a theme again. Yeah. There's no theme anymore. Yeah, we don't have themes on Raw or SmackDown really. Anymore. I know. I heard Papa Roach did one for Raw. John Tesh. Oh man! But it would fit like like I don't know who did the the NFL on Fox one. Do, 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 John do, do, Tesh do, do, do. is NBC for life. I know on NBA and NBC. I realize yeah. that. Yeah, but I don't know who did the NFL on Fox. Yanni. Thing. Oh, I don't know who did that. Who did that? Find out. Tie it all in on Fox. Like do a dubstep remix of that. Artist or some sort of EDM remix. Scott P. Schreer. Sure, have him create something. A little more edge to it. Come on, Scott. That's great, Scott. That's great. Anyways. That's great. That's who should do it. Yeah. Tie it in. I don't Synergy. know, man. What do you think? Of, like, where are, you, where are you coming down on this SmackDown fight? You think, you think you're going to get their creative asses in line or no. what? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's going to be more. No, crap. their hand has to be forced. It can't just be a bunch of Raw recaps, though. No. That's got to be gone, right? You think so. Raw recaps are out. You think so. More time for wrestling. I don't know about that, but less time for recaps, hopefully. <laughs> They'll find some other asinine way to fill I mean, the if, if, if More Shane if, promos. If, if Fox's attitude is you want a more sports-centric programming, you'd think the focus would have to be in the ring, and you'd tailor your roster to highlight a more sports-oriented approach. They should highlight more Shane promos. That's what you really want to do. Yeah, because when I think of, of, of peak athleticism, you think Shane I think Shane McMahon. <laughs> He's, he, he sweats just doing, doing a promo. Just doing a promo. I know. He gets in there. He does the shuffling thing. He starts sweating. Pouring sweat. I know. Pouring sweat. Buckets. face turns purple. I'd probably do the same thing. I'm a profuse sweater. I am too, but here's the thing. We're not elite, elite athletes, and neither <laughs> is she. <laughs> oh, man. You know who is an elite athlete? Cody. Cody. He is. I was going to say CM Punk. Well, I know that his time in the octagon proved that not to be the case. 
<laughs> well, he's a, he's probably a decent athlete. He's not, being an athlete and a fighter, two I don't know. If I, did, if I had to list his top five skills as a professional wrestler, I don't know if athleticism would be in the top five. All right, fair he's, enough. He's, you know, he's, he's Storyteller, st- promo. Like he's got a good move set and stuff, but he's sets. not the type. He's 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 not an elite athlete. Probably wrestling knowledge is up yes. there over athlete. He's the decent athlete, but he's <laughs> not an elite athlete. Anyways, I mean, <laughs> this is rundown CM Punk hour. Now Cody's talking about CM Punk and all elite wrestling. Yeah, that's what you say. Quote: Last year, something with all in that we noticed is that the is that at the actual show there wasn't a single CM Punk chant. I seem to be, remember that's the case. I uh, I thought great. Okay. It's not that they don't like punk, but they know that we're here and we're putting on this show. Of course, because it's in Chicago. Yes. That's the point. This year, I don't expect anything different. I've been very honest about that. Door remains open. The fans have never given up on CM Punk. If he wanted to be a part of AEW, he we would do everything in our power to make him a part of it. But I have 25 to 35 brand new stars. Guys like Jungle Boy. Guys like MJF. Ladies like Kylie Ray, Britt Baker. If I, if I was to spend all my time in trying to recruit just one CM Punk, I would be doing a disservice to them. I felt in the past with my own career that a disservice that has happened to me on occasion about putting someone ahead of me. You always hear the discussion of part-time, this and that. I don't want to go too far there, but I want to make all elite wrestling about the performers we have. That door will forever remain open to CM Punk. He was very good to me in OVW. He was a great person to learn from in the ring. I had a good relationship with him. That door will remain open, but for All Out, the main focus for me is Hangman Page and Chris Jericho determined the very first AEW world champion. That's good. Very diplomatic. And, uh, that's, that's the right good. attitude to have. Yeah, it's a good attitude to have. Develop like your stars. He, I mean, I, I don't know. Did the Young Bucks ever say that any formal offer was ever extended to Punk? Because I know he said no one's actually ever made him a firm offer. Yeah, but I thought they made it sound like there was some communication. Well, I thought there was word that Tony, kind of like he was the first guy, Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they started about thinking of promotion. That mm-hmm. the first name that he thought it was CM Punk. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if the Bucks have ever said that or not. I don't know, but uh, but that's good to know. I mean, I, I'm I would say the odds of him actually wanting to come back to wrestling are probably super slim, basically zero. I think we've heard before that the, he's incredibly frugal, doesn't need money. Um, probably if WWE offered him, you know, ten million dollars to come do the Saudi show, he would laugh in their faces. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. And he'd wipe their butt with whatever contract they yeah, sent him. No way he would do that. Um, but uh, and I, I think that if he did all elite, it wouldn't be about the money. It'd be about either helping his friends, getting back to some something that's fun about wrestling, all that stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be all of the above. I think mm-hmm. if, if he thought that. AEW would. It's obvious benefit. he doesn't need to help them. That's, that's no, it sure. doesn't seem to be the case. But if he thought that you know, hey, I can help help put this company over by giving mm. a bit of a rub just by having my name attached to it. Yeah. If he thought that there was some fun to be had and it was something he was interested in, which I wouldn't put past him. If you know, especially with the, the stuff like you know Moxley, mm-hmm. and seemingly he just seems like he's there to have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he said money was like the last thing on his mind. No, he said he didn't even talk money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm sure eventually they did. At some point, you think <laughs> he's like, like he just signs a contract. Tony, like, oh, I get paid two bucks. <laughs> Tony Khan Venmo's him like you know thirteen dollars and eighty six cents. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I, why the eighty six cents? I don't know. I just had that in my account. It's after taxes. <laughs> after taxes. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's cool. That's good. That's good to know that CM Punk has a door open there. Doubt he'll ever walk through it, though. Yeah, I, I sort of I doubt that. Although they're kind of not doing It's funny because Melter pointed this out. Um, in the all-out uh, all uh, official promo thing, of course, they have the, the Chicago yeah, that's some... star scheme here. Yeah. But so many wrestling fans, obviously... Uh, Associate uh, that with CM Punk with yeah. Chicago made punk, yeah, exactly, or chick magnet, chick punk. magnet punk, <laughs> right? Whatever yes. it is, uh, and so I don't know. They might want to be careful with uh, with the Chicago theme stuff because then it might just give people the wrong impression. Well, because people, people are generally dullards, is my point. Well, yeah, people need to look at the 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 flag of the city of Chicago and see that they have that that's that's directly from that. Let's see here. See? Oh, my goodness gracious. Look at that. Chicago is stealing CM Punk's logo, man. What is going on there? Other way around, Steve. <laughs> In fact, the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, no, I should. I would, one of the plans for, I think we actually have a going in Raw shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. That's kind of like that. that it's yeah. very much like that. Yeah. yeah. I, should just, I should do another one for All Out, even though we're not going to be there. 
but have it like just be CM Punk's face, but like going in raw also. Have it be my face, but do it like a amalgam his face and my face. How about like he's sitting in the in the uh, pipe bomb position and just put my head on his body. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's good. I'll do that. Well, where am I in that? Do this. This okay. is better. Two-headed? No, no, no. The, Two-headed uh, person? The, the, you have the, the contract signing for the SummerSlam match between Punk and John okay, Cena. Okay, yeah. No. And then I'll be Punk and you be John Cena. I have a better idea. What? Two-headed man doing the pipe bomb. Or it's that. you and me. Or that. We're sharing Punk's body. All right. That's creepy. But I love it. I'm going to do That's it. That's a Ripley's Believe It or Not type situation. I know. Exactly. So that was like I'm my favorite board. back I'm on board. I'm on board. Two-headed Chang. <laughs> Remember that guy? He just had like a weird mouth and an eye right here. He's like. Yeah. 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 You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, man. What a bummer. We got to talk about Impact now. Yeah. I thought, man, I thought that they had dug themselves out of that hole of bad perception. Not completely because. Bad reputation. And you got your TV network not airing your show or the right show. Oh, man. What a what a cacophony of, of errors there. Holy crap. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's not hilarious Pers- for Impact, though. Pursuit Channel. Just a rundown. Pursuit Channel. Uh, who would have thought that Impact would be such a headache for them? Those people at Pursuit, they're probably like, man, we got all these hunting shows. Well, just hold sort of- on. Who would have thought that Pursuit would be such a headache for Impact? They're owned by the same company. <laughs> Please hear me out. They're sitting back. Imagine you're working at Pursuit. You're like, this job is cush. This job is so easy. All these hunting half shows. Half-hour hunting show. Half-hour hunting show. Half-hour <laughs> hunting show. And Half-hour gun show. Nobody watches them, so nobody cares. Half-hour archery show. <laughs> and then Impact comes along. It's a two-hour two show. Two-hour wrestling show. How do I put this to send it out to cable <laughs> provider so it lists in the DV in the guide correctly? Right. Like one two-hour block. I'm just used to putting in stuff as a half-hour <laughs> show. Four half-hour shows. Fine. Exactly. So now people only get a half-hour. And then we've got this great Michael Elgin versus Rich Swan match. They go to commercial. Endless commercials. Commercials. 17 minutes commercials. All-you-can-eat commercials. We had a lot of make goods. <laughs> Because like, no one watches the sh- the channel. Exactly. Oh, oh wait. This. All right. Here's. I'll put tape in for this episode. <laughs> Play. I'm gonna go to lunch now. It's last week's episode. <laughs> Previous week's episode. Oh man, but the the lulls, the lulls don't end there, Larson. Because well, if you're Killer Cross, they do. Because <laughs> Killer Cross recently appeared on the Wrestling Perspective podcast. Have yeah. we met them before? I don't know if we met them, but we've heard of them. Have before. we? Okay. Yeah, good. yeah. They did the uh, shoot. They were in the news recently. For I want to get an Impact star to talk shit about Impact on here. Isn't the one with Petey Williams? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. No way. He's like he's like an impact guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Petey Williams podcast. Yeah, it's Petey Williams podcast. Is it? Yeah. I thought. Oh no! Did, wait, did Petey Williams leave Impact then? Oh, maybe I don't know. Is does he have like is Killer Cross going on an Impact employees podcast to talk shit about Impact? That would be that would make all the sense in the world. That'd by be the way. prime impact, pretty much. <laughs> it would be prime impact. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, he was recently on the Wrestling Perspective podcast and spoke at length about the reports. That he asked for his release from Impact while confirming PW Insider's report that he asked for his release. He did dispute some of their details while adding some details of his own. And this transcript is from Fightful. He says this. I had an idea of what I would like to be and where my value was when signing with Impact. They had another idea. I decided to humbly pay my dues and showcase what I believed what I what I believed and what I was certain that I knew I would be worth. When we got to that point, 
We had different opinions of that of what that was. I will humbly say that I barely existed in the pro wrestling world prior to Impact. Man, for a guy who wasn't around very long, he made a name for himself mm -hmm. in the non-WWE world because mm -hmm. I think he's terrific. Yeah, I think he's really good. I never asked for anything that I didn't think that I didn't deserve and never asked for anything that I didn't think I couldn't contribute back. I was led to believe that it was not available. If you get to a job and are told something you're looking for is not available and then you find out six months later that it's not true, that it is available and other people have it, that's upsetting. I wonder if he's talking about the in PW Insider they reported that he went to Impact to try to renegotiate um, something on par with the upper mid card guys mm -hmm. reportedly getting probably low six figures um, and they uh, counter offered with something well below that. Yeah. Maybe the actual details and numbers aren't exact in what PW yeah. Insider said, but I wonder if that's generally the gist. That seems about it's what like I, I want. This. I want low six figures, and they said, "What are you making now?" And he said, uh, "Like three figures per appearance." And they said, "Okay, we'll do that." <laughs> well, that's just what I have now. That's what I have now. Perfect. Deal. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Good. No. He continues. When we were trying to figure out where we were landing on things, it just wasn't working. What was being offered was not going to work. I wasn't angry or upset about that. I understand that. What was counter-offered to me wasn't something where I could stabilize my personal situation. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, it's the phobia of my career being over faster than I anticipate and having nothing to show for it when you have to take care of people. I personally don't need much, but when you have people to take care of, circumstances change. Getting told to get another job by your job, that's effed up. You're struggling to make ends meet and the job you have is telling you to take another job so you can keep that job. It's like working at a corporation being told to go work at McDonald's. Which, by the way, many Americans have to deal with these days. You would just think that a guy in in his shape, his look, you know... Uh, working for the third largest promotion, third or fourth. He wouldn't have to go get a job at McDonald's. Yeah. You know? And now, uh, it's, I think it's widely understood that impact talents can take independent dates. Yeah. Um out so long as they don't conflict with their uh, impact commitments. Yeah. Um, he did speak about that. Let me find that quote. I didn't uh, put it on the uh, thing there. Uh, I way you'd say, quote, I could do the independent stuff, but I think that's a short-term solution, and it could go up in flames. He also talks about uh, if you don't have guarantees and you're not clearing enough, hypothetically, to pay for health insurance, there's a lot of pitfalls in pro wrestling. Nowadays, there's a certain level of compliance, a certain level of this is an opportunity. You should take it because it's all you got right now that's promoted. So I wonder if he thinks if I do the indie stuff on the short term, if I get hurt, it's going to create a bigger issue down the line. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Now, uh, Ryan Satin on Twitter also uh, uh, took a little paraphrase a bit of the interview as well, and that sort of led to a conversation between a couple – uh, between some wrestlers, uh, one of whom is associated with Impact currently. Uh, Ryan Satin said, in the interview Killer Cross did with Wrestling Perspective Podcast, he says Scarlett Bordeaux, who, of course, is, is linked to Killer Cross here in a relationship, I believe, is living at home with her mom and still working a 9-to-5 job because of how little money she's making at Impact Wrestling. Impact has not agreed to release her from her contract. She's, she's like, prominently featured on the show, too. Yeah. She is, she, like... Of all the buzz they've generated over the past 12 months, she's a large part of it. The smoke show and all that stuff. The talent search and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, David Starr, after that, said, uh, which just seems like a very David Starr thing to say, I can't begin to tell you the rage I'm feeling now. He does angry very well, yeah. by the way. Uh, let's see here. All ego Ethan Page. Yeah, Ethan Page then said, Nobody put a gun to anyone's head and said, sign this contract. Let's start there first. Even if the contract is terrible, it was also without a signature two at one point. Uh, Ryan Satin then countered with, I understand your point, but I also think human decency should play a factor as well. If someone tells their boss they can't afford to live with their current wage and the employer won't give them more, they should let them out of their deal, not take advantage of the situation. And that's what that's what Killer Cross says. It's like if you don't think I'm worth a certain amount, you're not willing to pay me that amount because you don't think I'm worth it. Then, and I can't sustain myself on what you're paying me. Let me out of this so I can prove to you that yeah, I I, I am worth this. For a moment, also within the wrestling landscape, let's even take out human decency and just focus on good business practice. Do you want the perception that you're a place that doesn't treat their wrestlers with the appropriate amount of respect? 
and and are willing to negotiate with them for a deal that they would appreciate. Given that, what have we said before? Everybody's signing places. Mm-hmm. So there's competition out there. Yeah. Do you want to keep them or no? Do you see value in or no? Do you want the perception out there amongst other wrestlers that your place is a place that treats people? It, it seems like in this scenario, uh, Impact has traded not paying people on time for just paying them peanuts. Yeah, yeah. That's what it, that's what it really seems like. Yeah. Um, Ethan Page continues, he counters with, and he's sort of towing the company line, kind of, but I mean, I understand his point. I don't believe any of this should be discussed publicly. He then publicly says, nobody else was in the room when they agreed on terms and signed a contract to work together. We are also free to work as many indie dates as possible, which to me is an endless stream of income and possibility. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. I mean, if Killer Cross, as he said, has, has, has people he has to take care of financially, mm-hmm. maybe the combination of... Uh, working impact plus this is speculation. Uh, working impact plus some indie dates plus working because I know he showed up in AAA from time to time. Yeah, I think he might be advertised for the next major show. Oh, on in AAA. Yeah, I think so. I thought that's, he was on the poster. That's cool. Um, you know, and plus who knows if the commitment he has to, I guess he said family members, right? Um, he says people he's taking care of. Yeah. I'm not sure that. I don't yeah, think- it doesn't necessarily have to be family, I guess. Um, maybe that's not of just a financial commitment, but a time commitment as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, we just don't know. Yeah. In any event, like we've seen them in person, and they're a killer-looking couple, man. Talking about people who were there at Starcast all weekend. Yeah, they were there for a while. They were there every day. Yeah, and I mean that dude. I think he's got a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when is he. When did he actually like? He I don't said know. he wasn't. I don't know. I said uh, killer. I mean, he's got a great look. He's jacked. Really good promo, too. Yeah. He's very, he reminds me a lot in terms of his body type and how he moves to, to Randy Orton. So he debuted about five years ago. He's um, 33. So he made his Global Force Wrestling debut uh, in 2015 in a losing effort against Bobby Roode. Um, he faced Joey Ryan, um, Kurt Hawkins, Congo Kong. He was in, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He was in Lucha Underground. Um, Boy, he sort of went from bad deal to bad deal, didn't he? I mean, at some point, yeah. <laughs> say, but I mean, if you're starting out and you have promotions saying, "Hey, here's some, here's a contract that can provide you with some level of stability," and then it turns out it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, I do look. I totally understand uh, Ethan Page's point of view in that. You know, you you signed a contract. Look, man, it's always a good idea to have lawyers look over contracts. And I know that's probably easier said than done because mm-hmm. a lot of these wrestlers obviously aren't making a ton of money. So mm-hmm. it's like now I got to approach an entertainment lawyer and have them look at this contract mm-hmm. to make sure. And if, you know, the, the lawyer probably is going to say what you're thinking is that this is going to do wonders for exposure. But do you really want to be locked in this deal for that amount of time? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's that's just good business in any, in any you know, uh, endeavor. Is endeavor. Make sure you're not getting locked into something that is going to screw you over in the end. Mm-hmm. And I think he's learning that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that sucks. Yeah, hopefully it all gets worked out. I hope. I hope it does, man. I hope it does. Like impact. You know what? The, impact doesn't want the perception that they're being cheap. Yeah, yeah. I understand that they're not in the best of situations right now. I'm sure financially, it's not like they're uh, got money growing on trees. Their TV deal is, is basically non-existent. Seemingly, uh, the Pursuit Channel has run out of some basement somewhere. That I'm like, wow, it's man. basically like a ham radio operation. <laughs> That's what it seems. Yeah, to we be. Have, we've actually leased studio space in our back room to Pursuit. We are Channel. Pursuit Channel. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Pursuit Channel. Oh, oh man, let me see. Pursu- I want to see how many employees they have, or like, is, is there any info in Pursuit? I don't know. There I think they're supposed to. They have a Wikipedia. Like Forty million homes. Is that what it is? They're out of Glenwood, Alabama. Owned by Pursuit Media. Slogan: We deliver the outdoors, or last week's outdoors. Yeah, we delivered the outdoors last week. <laughs> we we deliver the outdoors, but only in thirty-minute chunks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, here's the issue: is that wrestling takes place where indoors, indoors. not their purview, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> now if these impact shows taking place outdoors. Oh man, they'd be on. Oh, they'd be on it. On a crack. They'd be totally on it. Absolutely. Uh all right. Before we get to answers of questions, let's talk about Mess. something to get excited about. Confirmed today we're getting, as we figured, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley at all Ooh, out. Oh boy. So we got two matches confirmed so far. 
Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho for championship. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, grudge match. Wow. Oh, that's killer, that's man. That's something else. That's man. awesome. That's great. Um, Is Kenny gonna do a thumbtack spot? I I would love to be a fly on oh the wall. Or is Mox going to get all that out of him for now with his Joey Janela match? Because you know there could be a, at He's least got a, a Janela match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's going to be big time. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kenny. He's done. He's he's had a match with the hardcore guy from TNA. Yeah, um, they didn't exactly get hardcore. I wonder if this is going to be more along the lines of uh, like a, like a G one match. Yeah, I was going to say what what we saw from Mox and Juice Robinson because I don't think Kenny's going to be in the G one. No. Uh, so that leaves this match to be his G one for the year. Yeah. When is the G one? I think it'll be over by the time all that. Oh, okay, happens. all right. They're starting early this year in June. Cause what if first... Mox just want to takes it to, wants to take it easy after the G one? Like, well, I don't want to really do a grueling G one like, style match. We we, Can we just do a hardcore match instead. Listen, we used to do these things in the WWE called uh, wrestles. We just do a lot of those. Kyle will eat that up here in AEW. Believe me. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's very they'll, exciting. I'll be chanting, "You can wrestle." Undetermined if we're going to be there or not. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if we aren't, we're definitely going to be live streaming Absolutely. our reactions. Absolutely. Right here, August thirty first. And know what else happens that day? Uh, NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. I'll be watching that from my couch. Oh, you want to make a whole day of streaming? No. It'd still be less time than WrestleMania, probably. Here's the thing, because I think that starts at eleven our time. Takeover. That'll be what two and a half hours. We'll be out of here by one thirty. Take a two hour break. Come back for. Uh, yeah, come back. Uh, think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll give it some thought. We'll see how we're doing financially there. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, let's answer some questions. Yes, yes. I got some questions for you. Uh, That's Jay Asasio Bestov. What happens easier, Shane McMahon sweats or Ric Flair bleeds? Um. What happens easier? Oh, yeah. Ric Flair. Wow, boy. That's a that's a, that's tough a one. really tough one. That's a tough one. Did you see this? Yeah. Dana Warrior posted a picture of her wearing warrior makeup, and it's all uh, pro-LGBTQ pride stuff, which, of course, is soaking in irony. Given yeah, given what her husband used to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Ric Flair, pro- probably Ric Flair bleeding, but then Shane sweats profusely pretty much instantly, so it's kind of a toss-up. Vince Delgado, are you going to try and get all-out tickets? If so, will you be at StarCast 3? To be decided. Yeah, to be decided. Even Meltzer is talking about uh, the warrior, Dana Warrior thing. <laughs> he says, nobody's asking her not to support a cause or claiming she even believes what her husband did, so work all you want to support the cause, but don't dress up like him. <laughs> I promise if I work to support abused women, I'm not dressing up to be OJ Simpson. (laughs) Ouch. Wow. Meltzer. Woo. Oh, boy. Oof. Shooting hard. Yeah. Shooting hard. Oh, man. Anyways, I got to get off Twitter. Let me get to the. Well, you got to get on the right. I got to get on the right Twitter. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Blake says Blake Elizondo thoughts on WWE's pride push on Twitter considering where they were last Friday. There's that aspect, too. Now, there's, there's like, Finn Balor. You know. He's... Do you think he's going to get punished for that? No. No. I don't think so, either. No, he's not at all. Do you think the Saudis are pissed about that? Do you think they know about it? Maybe. you think anybody's called Vince and been like... I don't know if he's aware of it. Triple H probably is, but I don't know yeah. Vince is aware of it. What did you tell him? I said, uh, you know, guy just likes a... Uh... I don't know. I just sort of, I, I went like this. I went, can't hear you. Yeah. And then hung up. This one, it's, it's a situation I'm sure a lot of the wrestlers and, and probably many within the company are, are, are doing this advocacy work because they believe in it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. It might even go all the way up the ladder as high as Vince. I don't know. Yeah. But one thing Vince likes more than anything else is money. Yeah, man. And so whether he is, is on board with, with this advocacy campaign or not, Assuming he is, uh, whatever uh, personal beliefs he may have will be always be trumped by money. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, that's it's it's just a very WWE thing. Yeah. Let's take the money and completely betray what we're we doing say. The, ad, the advocacy work for. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. I know. Yeah. I know. That's that's a very that's a very WWE thing. It totally is. You know, it's all talk and no action. 
That's what they do. Well, the action is get money. Because money, well, our action speaks louder than. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. John Flores, who would be your top three surprise slash, I'm sorry, top three surprise also slash non-New Japan entrance in the G1? Oh, apart from those who have already been announced. Yeah, I would love to see Jimmy Havoc there. I think it'd be, be interesting. Great. That'd be really fun. Kenny. Uh, wow, that'd be huge. I'm going to say no, Kenny. I want to I give – Kenny's done it plenty of times. We're going to get him and Mox. Oh, what other no, dream matches no, are there? Sorry, Cody. He wanted to do the G1. He's never been in it. Give me Cody and G1. You know what? Take Cody out, Dustin in. I'm going to say Dustin Rhodes. Why not both of them? Because – Separate blocks. Brother. Yeah, separate blocks so they don't have to wrestle. Uh, Neither are going to win their blocks. Uh, Daniel Bryan. All right, now you're being ridiculous. That would be a big surprise. That would be a massive surprise. Huge. Here's like with Mox being the G1, I wonder how they're going to handle that because obviously they don't want him to lose a ton. Yeah. But he's not going to win his block. No. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. He will be booked as strong. Okay, hold on. Let me take a look at the... He'll be booked. I think I've said this before. He'll be booked strong enough to finish second in his block or something like that. Yeah. So he'll lose to like Tanahashi or Okada or the the top tier, the absolute top tier. He he will pull he will get one win over someone like Naito. Naito. He'll Ibushi. get a win. He'll get a win on Naito. Naito, Ibushi, uh Ishii. I would be surprised. i man. Someone of that caliber. But he's not being Okada, he's not being Tanahashi. Yeah. I think you're right about that. He'll beat Jay White, you know. He'll beat Stan Stasiak. He'll beat someone below he'll, Mongol. He'll be at least one Walter person in their Johnson. upper mid card, but he will not beat Tanahashi or Okada. This is the 1974 World League. It was oh, like wow. the precursor to the G1, I guess. Yeah. Anyways. Well, anyways, more questions. More questions. Um, Blake Elizondo thoughts on. Oh, I just asked that one. Sorry. Tim Owens, if AEW flops. Will that be the end of anyone trying to start an alternative WWE? No. Let me let me ask you this. TV is kind of everything yeah. for them, right? That's everything. So if that doesn't get the ratings that it needs and eventually gets canceled, uh-huh. that's going to be kind of the end. Although, I don't know. I don't know. If it does flop, will that be the, the end of it? I mean, forever is a long, long time. No, I don't, I don't think it will be the end of it. But I kind of think it would be the end of it for a while. Yeah, it probably would. Because this is the best. This is kind of the best opportunity. This is the perfect storm of an alternative WWE. Uh, Daryl W. Perry, why do three and four tag team matches only allow two teams to be in the ring at once while a triple threat or fatal four-way has all participants in the ring? Shouldn't a four-quarters tag match yeah. have four people in the ring at once? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous that you yep. can tag anybody and there's only two people. I agree. I've always said that's like a big, that's, a, that's annoying to me mm-hmm. is that, like, why would you ever tag anybody in if your team couldn't win? Yeah, I you know, know what I mean? I hate I know. that. That's I stupid. Know. Ramon Montoya, should the Cruiserweight division be above all the other brands having matches on both SmackDown and Raw, including both NXT brands? I mean, that's in that's theory. That's not what it is now. In theory, that's what the, the women's tag titles are supposed to be. Yeah, and I think in theory, that's kind of what Cruiserweight belt was supposed to be, at least. It was supposed to be on Raw, and they had their own show. Yeah. But now it's it's just kind of and even in pra- like if they tried it in practice it wouldn't work because look at the women's tag titles they tried that and they're like they weren't even on TV well not even defended anymore too wait were they on Raw they were on Raw weren't they yeah 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 they the, defended against the, a couple of local wrestlers locals yeah uh, Soul FGC which would be more likely Jushin Liger returning to NXT or Triple H being exiled to the Indies Jushin Liger yeah exiled Triple H wouldn't if Triple H got fired somehow from WWE. He would go into business or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no. Like, he worked for all elite wrestling. <laughs> uh, Dominic Malnar, he, he says, how cringy and awkward was Dana Warrior's Pride Month tweet? All of it. Yeah. Very. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeremy asks, what's a dream match you want to see for Kenta? He said he wants mocks. He wants to prove that his way of wrestling 
his best against a former WWE guy. That's the gist I got from the interview he did with Chris Charlton. Yeah, yeah. He also said Okada. I don't know. I don't. Who I doesn't mean, want to wrestle Okada? I don't. I don't have a lot of. I haven't seen a lot of like what Kenta can really do beyond outside of NXT. I haven't really watched any of his matches. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool that it, that he's there because it's like a big fu to WWE. Nick Bartlett, if FX made a season of American Crime Story based on an infamous event in wrestling history, what would you like to see? Bruiser Brody's death. Bruiser Brody's death. 100%. I would. Yeah, that would actually be really good. Mm-hmm. Like take it through the trial and everything, and yeah. what a sham it was. Uh, Mr. Triple Mania, Juan Guerrero Jr. Predictions for Triple A's. Say that. Uh, Verano de Escandalo. This Sunday. Um, I have to pull up the card. Also, any thoughts on uh, Alberto El Patron and Chavo Guerrero's new Lucha Libre promotion? They have a new promotion. That's cool. The card looks pretty good. They got uh, Lucha Brothers on it. That's that's cool. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm all for promotions. More promotions allow wrestlers to work and make more money. So as long as the product's good, heck mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. As long as people are into it. So let's triple A's. Here, read the next question. I'll Oscar Silva, what will it take for NXT to become stale? It's been excellent for five years. It doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. If Vince gets hands-on with yep. it, that's going to immediately. All right, this is what we got. All right. Uh, Lady Shawnee, who was their uh, champion. champion versus Kara and Chick Tormenta. Got to go with Lady Shawnee. Uh, I'm going to say the upset victory, Chick Tormenta. Tormenta? Okay. Tormenta. What a great name. Uh, Fabi Apache. Yeah, she wins. Versus El Hijo de Torontas. Don't care. It's Fabi Apache. She's amazing. Yeah, she's really good. She's my favorite. Um, Mamba and Maximo versus Australian Suicide and Sammy Guevara. How strong was Sammy Guevara booked at uh, Raider Raider Reyes? Reyes? Decently. Decently, right? Yeah, I'll give the edge to Sammy Guevara. Who is Australian Suicide? I don't know. He he doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. That's awesome. Um, Laredo Kid and Taya versus Daga and Tessa Blanchard. Ooh, they're together, I think, Daga and Tessa Blanchard. Oh, really? They're a thing, yeah. Give the edge to Daga and Tessa Blanchard then. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Uh, Six-man tag match, Aerostar, Pagano, and Puma King versus Chessman. Hey, Chessman. Hey, Chessman. Killer Cross and Monster Clown. I'm going to say Aerostar, Pagano, and Puma King. Chessman's playing like 14-dimension chess. Give it to (laughs) Chessman. They also have Scarlet Bordeaux in their corner. Yeah, who is Chessman? He's Chessman. That's the Chessman. Oh, that was uh, wasn't that like people were calling him like Wolfpack? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. NWO Wolfpack Sting. Yeah. Uh, Next, then there's six man tag match: El Hijo del Vikingo, La Parca, and Miz Junior versus versus La Los Mercenarios. Oh, Rey Escorpion, Tejano Junior. Um. Well, I'd say never bet against El Ijo Dale Vikingo. Yeah. Or El or oh, that's not that's, that's not, not LA, LA Park. Park. That's La Parca. That's La Parca. But then this is say- it's La Parca too. He Sorry. debuted in eighty seven. Wait, is that La Parca? I don't. That's got to be regular La Parca. But it says La Parca too. I don't know. It's all confusing. Feuding with LA Park. I thought LA. Park there's no was w- La Parca. there's no WCW in here, so it's not it's not real, it's not OG La Parca. Uh, next, Young Bucks taking on Lucha Bros. Lucha Brothers probably win those belts. Oh, yeah. And then Psycho Clown and Dr. Wagner Jr. taking on Blue Demon Jr. and Taurus. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Blue Demon Jr. and Taurus because I feel like Dr. W- no. No, Psycho Clown and Dr. Wagner because I feel like Blue Demon Jr. is going to win at Triple Mania. And then Dr. Wagner is going to have to cut his it, hair. That's a hair versus mask, Matt. How old is Blue Demon Jr.? 52. Okay, he's losing his mask. You think so? Yes. So then he has to win this match. So that he's going to win this match. See, I feel like Dr. Wagner is going to lose his hair. All right, well, that's going to be all my confidence points on Blue Don, Dr. Wagner Jr. winning at Triple Mania. Wow. Ballsy. I don't know where else to put my confidence Ballsy. points. Ballsy. I don't even know who the hell else is fighting. When is Triple Mania? August 3rd. August. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Lord Ziffer, since Clash of Champions is going to be in Sacramento, yeah, I would think you guys will be. When was that announced? A while ago? Um, yeah. I don't think there's been a formal announcement. Where in Sac? That. Golden One or Arco? Hughes Stadium. What? Yeah, it's Golden One. Oh. I want Arco. No. Why are you so anti? They had the best concession stands there. Because it sucks. Because it sucks. 
Continue the question, please. So book the best Clash of Champions card that you guys would want to see. Well, to me, Clash of Champions should, be, should be all titles on the line. All titles on the line. And exclusively titles on the line. Yeah, so WWE title Kofi Kingston. I'm going to say, you know what? Xavier Woods has been doing such a good job. He says, I'm going to give you a title shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's a friendly, but it gets chippy. When uh, if the date's been announced. Oh, October 6th, right after SmackDown debuts on Fox. Ooh. It's like the Sunday after. Or is it the Sunday before? It's going to be Roman versus Shane in a rematch for the WWE title. Oh, my goodness. Maybe a triple threat. With Drew McIntyre in there. Um, um, The thing from under the ring, what are the odds that Shane defeats Kofi at SummerSlam for the title? What are the odds that what at SummerSlam? What are the odds that Shane beats Kofi at SummerSlam for the title? I I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. Right now, I think it's about a thirty-three and third percent chance. This is a good question, Jason Lewis. Kayfabe reasons why superstars who can't get on TV with their brand aren't using the wild card rule to get on the opposing brand show. Is the same thing as an open challenge? Like everybody runs to Gorilla and Hoover's there first, first five? Or think, 10 yeah, or 12, in, many yeah in kayfabe, those people are just slow. They're all just, they all just don't pay attention. Yeah, it could be. They all just don't pay attention. They, their emails are like really slow, mm-hmm. and they all have the same problem. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how to fix it. Yeah. Yours truly, how do you guys feel about Bray's new gimmick? When do you think he'll debut, and who will his first match be against? So he's going to be wrestling as the Fiend, I imagine. Yeah, I, I just I love Firefly Funhouse. Mm-hmm. You just want that forever. Yeah, I want that in perpetuity. Yeah, me too. Um, I just don't know how they're going to transition from that to him being a wrestler without seeing it being underwhelming because what they're doing on Firefly Funhouse is so interesting. Yeah, I know. That him just stepping into a wrestling ring and just wrestling is going to be like, all right, this is it. This mm-hmm. is all building up to just him wrestling again. There needs to be a larger payoff, I feel like, than him just wrestling again. That's my concern. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what that entails. I don't even know if they know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure Bray has an idea. I'm sure Bray. I, I here's hope so. the thing: if Bray is in charge of is is in charge of this particular creative, I have faith that whatever it is is going to be interesting and it's going to be something that's unpredictable. Yeah, uh, Van Dam. Draft time. Pick five wrestlers and make the best worst band of pirates any wrestling promotion. Oh, okay. We'll end on this one. Yeah, pirates are disgusting. Best pirates. All right, Kyrie Sane. Well, yeah. Uh, Juice Robinson. No, he's on the worst pirate. All right, list. Sonata. Oh, best. Yeah, best. Yeah. Kyrie, Sonata. Yeah. Kyrie is the captain. Sonata is her first officer. Uh, you got to have some muscle on there. Brock Lesnar, he's a mercenary. As a pirate, though? Yar. Yeah. Okay. Instead of staring at his line, he'll stare out to sea. Okay. Count his doubloons. Um, any other pirate themed wrestling? Shawn Michaels. He's swashbuckling. He did the thing coming down All right, the fair, thing. Fair, fair. Because whenever you're a pirate, you have to swing yeah, down yeah. ropes. And then also Sting then. And then Sting, of course. For the course. same reason. All right, yeah. those are my pirates. You draft the worst team. Oh, awesome. So well, Juice. Juice is number one. Um, Juice is number one. I Marty Skrull, the villain, has kind of a pirate vibe. Potentially. But he's really short, so I'm going to take him as worst pirate. Because short guys I don't think ever stood a chance back in the day. I think if you're small, you're going to get you're gonna get killed. So he's a worse pirate, Marty Skrull. Of course, he also has his second in command, Brody King. Brody <laughs> King sounds like a pirate. Hmm. No, that's, that's true. I'm yeah. agreeing with you. And Brody King's the guy who takes him out. All right. He takes over. Uh, so there's three right there. And then uh, uh, I'll say um, no, I don't like him. Baron Corbin kind of has a pirate vibe to him. Like, that could be a waiter's outfit, or it could be kind of pirate also. All right. Pirates wore vests, I think. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Drew Drew could be a... No, that's too good, Yeah, though. he'd be a good pirate. Drew would be a good pirate. I need a bad pirate. Who's known as a bad wrestler? A losing wrestler? Uh, like, oh, this is... I mean, this is going to be kind of rude, but that dude in All Elite with no legs. Not sure how well he'd do as a pirate. Didn't didn't one pirate have like a 
wooden leg? A pig leg, yes. Yeah, so he'd have two of those. I mean, we saw how he did in that buy-in Battle Royal. It wasn't very good. I want to see that guy in action doing stuff that's impressive. Yeah. You feel me on that one? I do want to see him do impressive stuff, yeah. But he'd make a bad pirate. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think, you, I think, I think you're right. I think he'd make a bad pirate. Good job, Larson. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.